If you're getting this message, it means we were successful once again in getting past the jammers and are now broadcasting on pirate radio from the free state of Texas. Stand by for more critical information to follow. Many bothers die getting this message. Yep. Actually, offices now. I'm in the garage again. Nice. So it, it should be quieter this time. They call it the garage cast. The garage cast. Yeah, good. I was <clears throat> I was uh, setting up stuff in Podbean uh, just so we could upload this thing. I was thinking, you know, some mild editing on the first one, then just drop it in there and see what happens. But um, I just Gabe and Greg. It just has a ring to it, or Greg and Gabe actually. G and G. G and G G squared. Oh, I like G squared. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, as long as we keep doing this. Um. Yeah. Well, I guess what um. What's the week been like? Anything changed since last time we talked? Oh man! You're just saying you're your friends. You're the flooring at your friends. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean I don't think other than that. Nothing's changed too much. They just bought their first house, so that's always kind of cool. And uh, I, th- I feel like they're doing it smart and doing things that they know they want changed right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're just jumping on the painting right away, uh, flooring one room at least. They had uh, that vinyl. Uh, flooring on it and yep. um, it wasn't even like glued or stapled down at all it's just just it's like they just unrolled it on the floor and then put some base down and uh <laughs> to hold it down so they got some pretty nice laminate that we're throwing in uh and then um yeah i don't know got half of it done yesterday and uh, probably do the other half today. That'll tire you out. Oh yeah, I was I was wiped out yesterday. Ugh, that sucks. Crawling around on the floor, it's the worst. I will say though that I don't know the cuts that we did were probably some of the best cuts I've ever made. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> are you doing that with a knife or with a saw? Uh, saw. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's too so thick to do it with just a knife. Okay. Um, we had to cut one. There's, you know, uh, right in the middle of it was the the floor vent. Yeah. So but that was just a flawless fit. Is I should have taken pictures, <laughs> I'm telling you. Dang yeah, it. I know. It was, you should have. And then uh, we had to cut around um, for the closet doors. And that just, it fits so snug, it's, yeah. <laughs> did you have any casing on the closet doors, or did you we did. take that uh, off? Just, yeah, we just oscillated that off. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, just fit her around it. Man, actually kind of 
want to install a floor now, now that we're right. talking about this. <laughs> it's been too long. Yeah, it's so much The last fun. one I did was Billy's house. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, a couple of years ago. The one in his... Yeah, no, you weren't there. Were you? No, it was Jeff. Jeff was there. We did. The, I don't know if you've been to Billy's house recently, but... No, yeah, yeah you were. The last time. What am I thinking? We were, we were just there in January. That... Uh, that floor, the floor in that uh, living room there. Oh, you guys put that in? Yep, nice. yep. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, that just, just made me think now. Where, I mean, Hannah's obviously back from a honeymoon, yeah. right? Where, where is she living? They are living in James's, I think, uh, what do you call it? Like a mother-in-law suite or something. Is that right? Is that yeah. a thing? Yeah. Um, so, like, his parents' house has, like, a full, basically, apartment in their basement. So, he, he lives in that. So, she moved into that. Okay. Uh, so, it's somewhere up in... Somewhere. <laughs> somewhere up in somewhere. <laughs> I think Cambridge. Yeah. Yeah. They're just doing their thing. Yeah. Hmm. As far as I know, I don't think anything's changed, so... Interesting. Yeah. yeah, shows how <clears throat> in touch I am with family, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where she lives. Oh, uh, boy. Well, she probably doesn't know where I live either. So That's fair. There's yeah. that. Somewhere in Texas. <laughs> uh, bummer. I was thinking of uh, maybe trying to see uh, that new John Wick movie today. Oh, there's another one yeah, out? Yeah, John Wick 4. It's the 4. Wow. I think I only saw the first one. I mean, to me, the first one's the best one. And then it's... Oh, it's almost kind of like The Matrix, you know? Where like, mm -hmm. the first one kind of told the story, and it's like, wow, that was really good. And then the second ones just weren't quite uh, as good. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it, it's still, like, a decent story, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, I only saw the first one. Are you going to stream it, or are you going, is it in theaters? Do they even have movie theaters? <laughs> yeah, they do. They're not near <laughs> as busy, but, um, yeah, they got them. We actually have one by us that, I mean, they, they got, like, a bar in there, which I know a lot of them do now, but, like, they have their concessions. They're more expensive, obviously, but... Dude, this is like restaurant quality food. Really? Yeah. You know, the bar idea seems like something they should have done a long time ago. Yeah. Like most, I don't know. It really seems like it should have been implemented years and years ago. Because that, that would be a great thing. Just get a couple beers and get to watch a movie, have some popcorn. Yeah, that's yeah, a pretty good time. But, so that's cool. That's in like uh, Coon Rapids uh, or something. East Bethel. Oh, the theater in East yeah. Bethel, yeah. <clears throat> Gosh, that's been... We used to go, that was where we used to go. Okay. Uh, it, you know, you, the old days when you used to have to call up the yeah. theater and then <laughs> the, you'd listen to the voicemail and they'd tell you what movies were playing at what times. So it'd be the one in Cambridge and then the one in East Bethel, and they'd have slightly different offerings. Yeah. 
So that's where we, yeah, be one of the two movie theaters that we go to. Oh, boy. We used to go to the Champlin one, and then, I don't know. Uh, We found, I don't know why we went to this. Oh, to meet up with Hannah and James. It was like an in-between one. And then ever since then, I just, I don't want to go to another one since. Yeah, it sounds like they got great food there. Yeah, it's incredible. And a bar. (laughs) We just, uh, we saw that Jesus Revolution movie there. I haven't. That's a pretty good one. I didn't hear about that. It's about uh, in the 70s, like this church uh, incorporated the hippies into their church and created this this big uh, movement, I guess. Huh. Hadn't heard of it. I don't really keep up with pop culture, I guess. Although... I did watch the um, the Last of Us. Oh yeah, yeah. I just had to. I mean, like zombie stuff is just apocalyptic stuff. It's really up my alley. It's pretty good. That's on uh, this, HBO. HBO Max. Yeah, I got yeah HBO Max for a month, and I just they I listened and I heard that they had uh, finished up the first season, so I just waited until they yeah once they were done, and I just streamed all of them. Right on. There's like seven episodes or something. That's worth but... it. Yeah, I'd say so. I'll have to check that out. Definitely. If you're into apocalyptic stuff and <clears throat> zombies, it's pretty good. I like uh, The Walking Dead, so I'll check that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely worth it, I think. But... That's about the only thing, other than podcasts that I've watched lately. So, it's like, you just said you weren't like that into pop culture, but here's a, a pop culture uh, happening that I, I read yesterday right. I think is hilarious. So, uh, Kanye on Instagram said that he posted a picture. Did you ever... Uh, See that Twenty One Jump Street movie with uh, Jonah Hill and um, Channing Tatum? Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I've seen it. It's been a while. So he posted the movie poster of that movie, and he said, "He said uh, Jonah Hill and Twenty One Jump Street made me like Jews again." <laughs> <laughs> It's just a recent revelation for yeah, him? Yeah, he posted that yesterday, I think, or this morning, I don't know. And uh, <laughs> I was like, Whoa. Oh, my God. Yeah. That'll win him. That'll win him over the... Yeah, it was pretty I'll get crazy. him all over all the hate. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, my God. I thought gosh. that was good. That guy's a riot. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll help him, I'm sure. Yeah. That, that little tweet or whatever he sent out, that'll... Really win him over some supporters. I mean, who knows? Dennis Rodman helped with North Korea. Maybe Jonah Hill can help with uh, Kanye. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. That guy's just so out there. I don't know. I don't. It seems it seems weird that anybody would take him seriously in the first place. You know? Yeah. It's like it's 
just because he supported Trump that he gets hate, you know, and just, it seems like. I mean, he says crazy, he's always said crazy crap. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, he's going through some things. Uh, it sure seems like it. it. seems like he's a crazy person. I mean, I, I listened to, I just started listening to an interview with him, with Lex Friedman, and I just couldn't. I just, no, can't. Can't do it. He's too all over the place. And then um, I, I listened to a whole Joe Rogan interview with him. Pretty sure it was Joe Rogan. And that was real hard to listen to. Yeah, the guy's just a crazy person. I like how he was on uh, Alex Jones, and even Alex Jones was oh. trying to be like, do you, re- do you really want to say that? <laughs> I think I've heard clips of that. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty wild. Man. Alex Jones just isn't, you know, he's portrayed as this insane person. He says some crazy stuff sometimes, but honestly, if you just take the totality of his thought process and kind of what he talks about, he's actually seems like he's a pretty reasonable guy. I don't know. When he's he's trying to talk Kanye down, like you, you don't you shouldn't say, you know, it's like are you sure you want to say it that way? And then He's like, that video came out, you know, he, I don't know where I heard it, but I watched the video or listened to the video of him talking people down on the January 6th. Yeah. Um, he's like out there with the bullhorn, like, don't do it. Don't go in. This, this is not what we want. No violence. And then um, uh, just, I was listening to his show um, yesterday, I think, and he was talking about how Trump should tone down the rhetoric about um, violence and protests over the arrest. Uh, like, if he gets arrested, he's calling, you know, for not peaceful protests or something along those lines. And Alex Jones was like, man, you need to tamp down the rhetoric here. This is not good. Yeah, it was kind of wild when I saw it, that Trump had posted that. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. I don't know. It's like he's he's asking for it. Because that's Alex's point was now all it takes is, you know, some uh deep state set up put setting off a bomb or something and blaming it on his supporters and boom, now it's done. Well, they set they set up pipe bombs on uh the sixth. They just didn't explode them. Oh, that's interesting. There's video of somebody placing pipe bombs. That's a really interesting story that, I mean, I list, that's when I was listening to Dan Bongino, and he kind of, he dug into that deep and just putting it together, the news stories and the timelines, and that seemed like a setup yeah. big time because the bombs had timers on them that were, you know, set to go off at a certain time, like when... Like when Trump was giving his speech or something along those lines, but then not, they didn't go off. So somebody made pipe bombs, put timers, had it all planned out, but the bombs didn't go off so that they could be found. Hmm. You know, it it was... And then they put it at the DNC and the RNC headquarters. Yeah. And then the DNC headquarters had, I mean, Kamala Harris was there 
and supposedly would have walked right by the location of those pipe bombs or the one at the art or the DNC. And, you know, she had secret, uh, uh, service with her. And like, he's like, there's no way they would have missed that pipe bomb. That's their job is to see stuff like that. Yeah. And supposedly it was found by some lady just out walking around and she just called it in. Hmm. So it's very, very suspicious. It's like one of those things that it was a deep state operation or just never even happened. Yeah. I don't know what you think about it or what you've heard about it. I mean, I think the yeah, I think the whole thing was a was a deep state setup. It just reeks of it. Yeah. It just I mean, from the get go, I mean if you just look like pull yourself back, remove all all uh I don't know how you personally feel about it out of there. You know, whether you're pro Trump, anti Trump. And mm-hmm. you just ask yourself, of all the rallies that Trump has had, when have they ever turned out like that? Right. And I, I objectively, I cannot think of a single instance where anything like that has happened. Where there's been any level of destruction or, you know violence like that but yeah if you look at it and objectively you think about okay how many antifa protests have there been that have ended this way mm-hmm. and objectively it's it's almost all of them so yeah Logically, based off that conclusion or off that data, that to me says that there were people there that were not supposed to be there, essentially. Which I I had watched those. Uh, who was it? I think Dan Bongino was talking about that at some point, and he was talking to this independent journalists who uh, painstakingly put together a bunch of videos that were taken on the day and uh, part of it when it got to this Ray Epps dude right up on the steps um, I mean he was coordinating this team of guys and he says to one of them the guy starts breaking a window and he runs over and grabs the guy and shakes and he's like hey man no no violence no destruction or something like that we're not antifa um and the guy looks at him and smiles and then he smiles back at him Hmm. and then they you know it goes on but that one really stuck out to me just that little exchange um it really makes you think (laughs) well the thing that if you're gonna oh sorry i cut you off go ahead no go ahead I was going to say that the, the thing that, so I've seen video of, of people changing into Trump clothes or pro-Trump clothes. But if you look at it, like a lot of these people, like the Trump stuff that they wear is like the stuff you can get on Amazon. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just Trump hats, Trump shirt, you know, whatever. It's not official Trump merchandise, if you will. Which to me, the majority of people um, that go to like Trump rallies, and you'll see they all have like the official Trump merchandise that they yeah. purchased from his, his, his website. Hmm. But I mean, these people, so these people have like brand new hats, like they'll have, you know, when they pull out, like, even if you look at, um, was it that Charleston, Virginia, uh, uh, what was it, uh, alt-right rally or whatever they're trying to say, like white nationalist rally. Oh, whatever. yeah. Like these people the had, torches. yeah, they had like brand new like Confederate flags, brand new Nazi flags. You could see the creases in the flags. Oh, dude! All dressed the same way. It's like, I mean, just objectively, you have like that should send off like red flags. And that's that's the thing that supposedly that's what Biden says made him run. Now, if you look at that from the other way and see that as an op. And the whole, the plan was to get him in the first place. And that was just all set up as an excuse for him to run. That's really interesting. Yeah. I mean. I hadn't looked at it that way. I mean, I think taking that into account too, what you just said, uh, I think getting Biden in there was an op because he was getting destroyed in the primaries. Mm-hmm. Just crushed. Like, he was... I, th- I think he was out of the top five, to be honest with you. And Kamala for sure was out of the top five. She was, like, almost dead last. Yeah, she was dead last. And uh, and I remember... Uh, what, what's the third state they usually do? They go to Iowa. Uh, was it New Hampshire, New Hampshire or something? And then maybe South Carolina? Yeah. Could be. And, uh... Bernie was just crushing, and then all of a sudden, everybody just drops out, and Biden is the nominee. It's like what? Yeah, it there. It's almost seemed like there was. It didn't almost seem there. Clearly, was some sort of communication where all the candidates got a phone call, and somebody told them, "You drop out, and we'll give you some sort of position or something." They they didn't do it. Of their own accord. It happened. Yeah. Somebody called all these people and told them to drop out. So strange. Probably gave Socialist Bernie another house. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think he did get another house right after that. I think that's when he got his third house. Or his second one. I don't know. But seriously, they all dropped out, right? Like, within a few days of each other. For... You know, who was leading then? I I don't remember. I think it was Bernie. I think Warren was, was up Bernie? there. Yeah, Warren, you're um, right. Mm-hmm. And I think Bootyage was doing okay. I think he was in the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, who was it? Andrew Yang was making some progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... It was weird. And they all got positions in the administration. So it's like somebody called him up and said, we're picking Biden. Um, you guys will all get positions or another house, whatever you want. But this is the way we're going to go, which is insane because, yeah, like you said, Biden, Kamala was dead last. And then he picks her as the VP. 
That doesn't make any no. sense whatsoever. Gosh, it's just so fishy, man. It's so strange that people... I mean, just... Uh, there's so many indications that this thing was set up. Yeah. It's... Man. And then the fact that... He, then this guy who's barely stringing it along manages to get more votes than anybody in history. <laughs> <laughs> and the count is going on for weeks in these states. And that's just... Which is so dumb to me. Yeah. I just... And the mail-in ballots that we've never done yeah, before. Yeah, just count them that day. Mm-hmm. And if it's too much for you to count, then find another job, man. Like, yeah. it's not... You have one they job to do four... People. Like, once every four years. Just do it. The freaking... Uh, the... Uh, what's his name? Zuckerberg Chan Initiative, whatever it was, spent... Billions, I swear they spent billions of dollars. I'm not wrong in that, am I? Uh, I don't know the exact dollar amount, but it was, it was pretty significant. They, they, they sponsor these supposed grassroots organizations to uh, protect election integrity and hire a bunch of workers to go in and count ballots. And they did it in a very targeted manner. If I remember correctly, yeah. and then and then after that, you know, so you've got Facebook who's giving money directly to count ballots and you know coordinate election activities, and then you have Facebook censoring stuff uh, like the Hunter Biden story and shaping you know that you know Facebook is kind of for older people. It seems like now the younger generation doesn't look at it that much, but. Those are, but that's the key voting demographic is older, right. older people. So they're shaping messages, targeting you know older people, the key demographic. They're showing them stories they want them to see, censoring stories that they don't want them to see, and they you know they claim they can. There is you know, they claim that they can sh shape people's opinions and like actually shape voting preferences by a very significant margin um, and then uh, on top of that then you have that story right after Biden wins uh, was it the New York Post no it wouldn't have been them they actually are pretty good I think uh, was it in the Times I saved the damn story in Google News but it disappeared on me hmm. um, imagine that were they brag about um, winning the election, shaping the election. Um, yeah. And then you get Sam Harris out there talking about whatever means necessary, you know, to get, you know, to win. It, you put all these pieces together and it seems very suspicious to me. Yeah, and I think they, I don't know, they are obviously very good at what they do and I think you know, hiding information, but then putting out, you know, just doing a bunch of stuff at once, they're able to mask it. So that the, yep. the common man can't really pay attention. Yeah, and I forgot about most of this stuff until we're talking about it now, you know? Yeah. Like, well, the only reason, you know, that uh, uh, Nazi 
whatever rally thing with the good people on both sides. They bought that. They got that comment out of Trump. Yeah. And then Biden claims that that was um, the reason he ran. Yeah. It's just, it's not. I think the reason he ran was to get more money out of these countries. Yeah. Get more money from China, that's for sure. That's another thing that blows my mind is when Trump was in office and they tried to get him on that phone call with Ukraine. Oh, yeah. I about, the, about that. the quid pro quo and all that. And then there's yeah. video of Biden bragging about doing exactly what they accused Trump of. And just, there's nothing. It's crickets. Mm-hmm. It's just ugh, so disgusting. And that's that's why, you know, that uh, they knew that video was out there and they had to get Trump doing the same thing. So they got that little weasel in there just listening on phone calls and leaking it to the press. So he gets something that vaguely, vaguely could be similar to the dirt on Biden. It's like they've got a little checklist. Yeah. Like, all right, so here's the scandal. Biden's got a bunch of classified documents stored at his house. He's creepily smelling children. <laughs> He's getting money from China. He's his son's crackhead. You know, He's just a dirty, dirty guy. We've got this list of things that we have to get dirt on the other side so that it counteracts this narrative. I got a car starting up here. I don't know how loud that is, but that's the downside of being in the garage. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's loud, of course. If you had an EV, um, it would be quieter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's, it's the guy, and then, the, yeah, he's a couple of houses down, but his vehicle's really loud. Is it unbearable to listen no. to? Okay. Um, so it's like they've got this list. And this Vinman guy is an intel dude, but he has ties to somebody. So he's sitting in there just listening into all these calls. He's like, check, there we go. That's something that is similar to what Biden did. We can use that. So then he takes that story. And I don't believe it's just him. It's a cabal of people. Then they go and strategically leak this story. Um, and it becomes this whole big thing, and then it becomes an impeachment, and then there's hearings. And it's all just to cover for the fact that uh, this video's out there, Biden literally bragging about doing exactly the same thing. Except, you know, Trump didn't even really... He was actually the guy in... I don't know, it's... Like, Trump really didn't even do anything that wrong. Whereas what Biden did was just straight-up extortion or bribery or yeah. it's it's you know and it's like this all the time it's whatever they're accusing they accuse you of doing what they do and somehow that works because it just muddies the water so much that people just can't sort it out it seems to be a really effective thing that it's just over and over you read a headline and it says something about trump you could just yep that is what the other side is doing. Exactly that. You know, or a politician will say something. Like Hillary will say that, oh man, the election was rigged and it was stolen from me and it was the Russians. And it's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. She was probably working with the Russians to try to steal an election, you know? 
She's blamed everything from the Russians to misogyny to... I think she even hit on climate change. <laughs> She's... Pretty much everything conspired to keep Hillary out of the office, I guess. Here we go. I found the story. Nice. NPR. Well, this isn't the exact one, but this is related. This is backing up what I was saying about Zuckerberg. December 8, 2020. NPR. How private money from Facebook CEO saved the 2020 election. <laughs> saved it. Yeah, right there. Like what, you know, on NPR, people think, oh, NPR is kind of balanced. No, they are straight up left wing radicals. Okay, I was off on the amount by a factor of a lot. It was uh, only $350 million. Oh, pocket change. Yeah. It's not billions. They're not that rich. Not anymore. Um, They've lost all their stocks a bit. Yeah. So, it's it's a long story. I'm trying to see what to read, but basically, the first paragraph here is, With a tight budget and a little help from the federal government, Chester County applied for an election grant from the Center for Tech and Civic Life, a previously small Chicago-based nonprofit that quickly amassed hundreds of millions of dollars in donations to help local election offices. Most notably... $350 million from Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg and his wife Priscilla Chan. Honestly, I don't know what we have done without it, Turner said. So that was just the amount to Chester County, I think, right? They, they don't know what they would have done what, without $350 million? Yeah. Probably did what you did. To handle mail-in ballots. The previous elections. You would have gotten somebody to count them that day. Oh, man. Sorry. So, I'm trying to figure out what the total amount of money is. It's too early to be this angry. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Anyways, the story just details how, um, how Facebook just totally, like the title said, it saved the the election. (laughs) And by save, they mean Trump didn't win, so. I I feel NPR should be defunded. I thought they were to a great extent, because they're doing ads now. Taxpayer-funded propaganda I, I, I don't feel good about. No, I don't either. I mean, how could you possibly expect them to be biased or unbiased if they're getting money from the government? Um, There's another story. New York Times was talking about postponing the 2020 election. (laughs) I remember when people were talking about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking for that dang story I saved. It was... I don't know. Do you remember reading that one? Um... Or hearing about that, they literally bragged and detailed of how they. Yeah. Oh yes, it was a coup attempt, and here's why. They're saying, "What was a coup attempt?" Uh, I think they're talking about the January sixth thing. Oh please. I'm just going through my old stories that I saved. I mean, there was a coup attempt. I think. Um, yeah. With them. So, okay, so here's something that really bothers me 
about the whole January 6th thing is there is, like, people act like it was to, uh, like, all these people wanted to overthrow the election or anything like that. But the majority of the people, they just wanted their voices to be heard. And there was several states that had disputes and they just wanted uh, them to hear the disputes. Mm-hmm. And then if, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Yep. So there wasn't anything about overturning it. But I don't know. Yeah, but it's amazing how that narrative kind of took over. It's, you're right. I mean, Gosh. I'm going back. It, it the story was created over time. It wasn't based. It wasn't something that was obvious from the beginning. There's not like a clear path of, well, Trump organized this rally and he told people the purpose of the rally was to go. I mean, the purpose was to go have a rally and then go over uh, to Congress and listen to speeches. There was no organization. There was no memo. Yeah. There was no announcement that we're going to go overthrow the election. We're going to do something violent. It was all planned. It was planned to go to a specific area that was cordoned off. You know, we're, they were going to listen to Trump speak. So this whole narrative got created after the fact, you know, they backtrack and said, well, he said this and which he didn't actually say. And, they had there was a secret plan to to do this and then you do you take my little um what i said earlier if that's the narrative that there was a secret plan to break in and hang mike pence you know it's like that's what they were planning that's what they were planning yeah it's wild yeah it's just uh, very interesting how that uh, Ray Epps dude is just uh, still free as a free as a bird. I'm going back through, and I have a lot of the links saved from when I did my podcast. And I'm just checking out the headlines and some of these, and they're wild. Yeah, that's that's what I was looking for too. I know I saved that story about how they um what they did to save the election yeah and i don't have it it's disappeared from my google news save stories imagine that google wouldn't do that no no they wouldn't do that here's one from uh fox news from september of 2020 Biden likens Trump to Fidel Castro's candidate's battle to win Latino voters. <laughs> he likens Trump to Fidel Castro. He's been likened to every yeah. every baddie that's ever existed at this point. Yeah, the Hitler's their favorite, but <clears throat> which is hilarious. His freaking son-in-law's Jewish and his daughter's Jewish. And he's the guy who... Um, put the embassy in Jerusalem. That's probably my favorite. That's my favorite one, is calling him a Nazi. 
that because it's just it doesn't hold up not in any way does it hold up no it just <clears throat> he's all about deregulation and <laughs> he's real friendly with Jerusalem and his literal family members who are Jews yeah I just or anti-Semitic, not Nazi, anti-Semitic. But then, you know, people like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib can say stuff, and it's not anti-Semitic, so I don't get that. No, it's not. No, nope. not in any way. It's just a common phrase, Benjamins. It's all about the Benjamins. Everybody says that. Oh, here's one. Do you remember this? This is also from September of 2020. CNN claims that COVID will spread at Trump rallies, but not BLM protests. (laughs) (laughs) Where was that story? That was, uh, the site I've linked is from Summit News, but it's um, a clip from CNN. Dude. All right, I think I found the story in the New York Times, which is what I thought it the title is How Democrats Planned for Doomsday. <laughs> Doomsday. And this is published January 24th, 2021. So that would have been right after the inauguration, right? Yeah. I think. Right? No. Think? Yeah, because it's in January. What, what was the date? January 24th, 2021. Yeah, the, yeah, that was after the inauguration. So it starts out... The video call was announced on short notice, but more than 900 people quickly joined. A coalition of union officials and racial justice organizers, civil rights lawyers, and campaign strategists pulled together in a matter of hours after the January 6th attack on Capitol Hill. This is not it. This is not it. But it's still, once just that whole the idea of these video calls in secret with 900 people they can they convene to craft a plan for answering the onslaught on American democracy they soon reached a few key decisions they would stay off the streets for the moment and hold back from mass demonstrations that could be ex- exposed an armed mob goaded on by blah 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 I gotta read this more but <clears throat> this isn't the story I was thinking of this is in response to January 6th thing. But it's just interesting how they quickly organize a bunch of key leaders and strategists in response to something. Yeah, it's wild. Gosh, it bugs me that this story isn't obviously here. Oh boy. That's great. John Brennan and censorship. Just the guy you want to consult for censoring things. How about this headline from also from September of 2020? Uh, YouTuber arrested for live streaming himself defecating in driveway of Nancy Pelosi's mansion. Says it was a peaceful protest. 
forgot about that. That's good. <laughs> that sounds peaceful. Yeah. It's not like you can I mean, they, they allow people to poop everywhere else around there. Why can't they do it in her driveway? Do you know that you can still uh, get fined, maybe jail time, but for sure fined for uh, not cleaning up after your dog? In, really? in San Francisco, but you can, as a human, you can you can do the same thing and be fine. That's very interesting. That man, they're just so messed up. It's it's not even. I just, it's all backwards. It's a comedy, basically. Yeah. Just a comedy. It's like just hire politicians who make every single decision. And pick the wrong answer every time. Just <laughs> yeah, it's just. Oh, what about this one? This is from Daily Wire. Also from September of 2020. We have our options. Pelosi discusses possibility of impeaching Trump to stop SCOTUS nomination. Jeez. Unreal. Yeah, the guy was, what, impeached twice? Yeah. Yeah, just forget about that. Like, it's just madness. He just went in there and he just broke their brains. And you just have to keep asking the question as to why. Like, what did he really do that was so detrimental to them? <clears throat> and I, I think it's just the possibility that he could have done something. And I think it's a large part of their just absolute terror is that he's it's that he's not bought and paid for, and that every other you have to then look at the opposite, look at how their reaction to other presidents. It's always just you know the regular bickering. Um, it's the the pro wrestling back and forth. But this guy was different. Why was he different? Because he wasn't an insider. He wasn't bought and paid for. And he could have done whatever he wanted to do. And that just freaked him out. But that's one part of it. But then you listen to somebody like Sam Harris. I don't know if you've heard. You know Sam Harris? Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. He just did an interview with Lex Friedman. And his brain is still broken over Trump. <laughs> He's like supposedly this rational dude, just just really smart, calm, he meditates. He's super, super intellect. And then Lex starts asking about Trump and the guy starts to get just worked up and he can't even describe why he doesn't like him. You know, like Lex usually asks his guests if they have an opinion to steel man the opposite opinion mm -hmm. and he asked him basically to <clears throat> put himself in the position I think about the election or just about people who voted for Trump and he just can't he just can't do it and he just starts talking about how uncouth Trump is and he's just he just tweets why why does he have to tweet he just it's, it's just not it's not presidential it's just not you know distinguished it's you know it's just for some reason that drives them up a wall just being a normal person 
like just saying some crazy things now and again just drives him up a wall you know the fact he brought up the example of how he tweeted about uh north korea i think it was pretty sure it was north korea and talking about potentially nuking them or having a bigger button yeah and he's just like we we could have gone to world war three over that it's just like i i don't think they understand how the world works yeah (laughs) you know in some fundamental way they think that how you say things is more important than the results or actually getting things done you know it's like oh i just didn't like how he said that but and then he and then he later went on he's like well i i agreed with a lot of things that he did but i just no he's dangerous you know <laughs> he's a threat to democracy i don't think people realize how close we came to losing the country and just dude like i i personally cannot put myself in his position sam harris it it just they're so concerned about image and reputation and just being polished and that's more important than almost anything else because like you said trump walked across the freaking dmz and met kim jong-il after that rocket man and button comments didn't he yeah he did it was after for sure and he ended the war (laughs) did he end the war he did end the war because we were under and that's what that's what kind of pissed me off about uh when they try to you know this basically retreat in afghanistan and they try to say oh biden ended you know the longest war in american history and it's like no that was trump because the korean war ended under an armistice which is not an end of war it's basically just all right we're not really going to like shoot at each other yeah and but trump actually ended it and that's been going on since the 50s like trump ended that and like no one talked about it like dude to me that's I mean, that's historic yeah it really is i mean that is a huge deal and that's after you know it's it's clear what he was doing this whole time right it's like the words don't matter you know the words, you know, Kim Jong-il is not, or Oon, or whoever the hell he is, <laughs> isn't on Twitter reading this. The Twitter, it, he, does he even have Twitter? Yeah. You know, people aren't going it, to, it's just words. And the words are for the American people. It's not, right. <laughs> you know, freaking Vladimir Putin isn't reading Donald Trump's tweets and making policy decisions off of it. But for some reason, that's what a lot of people on the left like sam harris think is actually happening well that's the thing that blows my yeah. mind is all this talk about oh trump could have started world war three it's like that's what what is biden doing right now yeah actively starting world war three yeah just constantly poking russia and oh man it just it, it, and it, the thing that like i don't care that they lie i guess necessarily but I care that people believe it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Because, like, I can see that they're lying, and it just, it's, to me, it's comical. Mm-hmm. It's like it's clearly not, like, you're, like, it's, it's an obvious lie. But then, I don't know. You get, you know, these younger people that just go through headlines or just go through, 
you know, whatever TikTok tells them. And they do believe the lie. So, like, they think, oh, Trump was going to start World War Three, and then they don't have any idea that, you know, this guy who eats pudding in this basement is in the process of starting World War Three. Yeah, because it's Russia's war of aggression. We're just... Yeah, it's the narrative. It's the narrative, and it's basically... It pervades all, all of culture. Um, the leftist narrative does. So... Unless you're actively seeking sources outside of the mainstream, you, that's just what you're going to think. And just by default, you're just going to osmosis, just absorb it. Um, yeah, so of course you're going to, like, you'd have to know enough to know to go look somewhere, which is a hard ask for young people, especially when they just don't care. Yeah. Like, they just don't care. It's just... You know, oh, everybody else is doing it. This is the thing to do. I'm going to put a little Ukraine flag and a mask and a Black Lives Matter little logo on my whatever profile. And I don't even know what that looks like because I've never seen it. But I've heard people talk about it. <laughs> uh, or, like, you know, that's it's so funny, too. Just this little back and forth about other people. Um like and even like on to like I I literally don't know what Twitter looks like because I don't go on it, and I haven't been on Facebook in years. Yeah. So it's, it's like who, I don't know who, these people who are influenced by this stuff. I I don't know. It's such a strange thing for me to be commenting on. <laughs> yeah. I, you know. I mean, do you go? But but it obviously pervades the culture because every damn person I listen to talks about it. And it's on it. And every news story now, it started probably, what, not that many years ago, four, three, four years ago. Now every single news story has, this person said this on Twitter, and it'll be a paragraph, and then it'll be a screenshot of <laughs> what they said. And then it'll be another paragraph, and it'll be another screenshot, and I'm just... And apparently, that's what journalists do now, is just uh, scroll through Twitter to get their, you know, instead of calling sources or actually tracking stuff down, it's what somebody said on Twitter. Which is so they frustrating, because, like, that stuff's yeah. not real. That's not real life. And and that's, that's what our media is now. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I haven't been on Twitter since it first started. And, I mean, then it was, like, I was a lot younger then. And it was fun because you just, like, talk trash to celebrities. I don't know why, but that was fun, you know? Oh, yeah? And then, you know, they would respond. You're the guy. Yeah, I'm the guy. I was, I was a troll, <laughs> I guess. But, like, they'd respond because you just, you know... I don't know. There wasn't as many people on it, and it was just so that was kind of fun. And then, really, yeah, I don't know. I had fun. Just that's great. No, I mean that they would respond. Yeah, that's incredible. Obviously, you'd do it then. <laughs> yeah, so it just kept me going. Like, oh, was it? Did you ever see that movie Super Bad? Yeah, <laughs> that uh, McLovin kid in there. Yeah, I said something. I can't remember what I said to him, but he got kind of mad at me. So that was fun. 
Really? Yeah. See, your claim to fame right there. <laughs> I had, uh, you remember Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit? No. Oh, uh, no. he's like their lead singer. He started following me for whatever reason. So that I felt pretty That's... good about that one. Okay, well, now I understand it a little bit more. That makes sense. But then, I don't know, I just realized, like, how stupid Twitter was. Like, it's, it's, Twitter is the, as lame as Facebook was, so when Facebook first started out, it's just, you know, everybody's like, oh, this is what I had for dinner today. Mm -hmm. You know, and then their little social circle would like it or whatever, and, and that's how, like, I mean, that's, to this day, that's still what Twitter is. It's just, it's stupid. And I think it feeds yeah. into the, this, this notion in modern society that people give a crap about you, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, no one cares about the intricacies of your life. Other than mm -hmm. your, the actual people that you see in the physical world. Yeah. You know, like these randos that like, I don't know. I just, I see on Instagram, which again, I just have because people want to send me memes and I don't know, funny videos. So whatever, you know, I don't really post on there. I don't do anything other than I like to see if I can program the algorithm. And, uh. What's that? What do you mean by that? Oh, just, I start liking certain videos a lot just to try to get more of that content. Mmm, gotcha. Like if they start, because, oh, there's this thing on there where they show you stuff that you might be interested in, which I'm usually not because it's stupid. <laughs> and then, uh, so I just start looking up stuff that I want to see and I just like a bunch of that and then suddenly that's what they show me. Yep. So, I don't know. Yeah. That's, you know, I think that's, um, I've heard that from a, a number of people talking about that. It's like, oh, you know, the, the algorithm drives me deeper and deeper into this rabbit hole of whatever, you know, hate if you're looking for news stories that drive you nuts. And it's like, well, yeah, that's, that's what you're asking it to do. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's necessarily nefarious. It's, it's just doing, you know, it's it's that dopamine. It's whatever, whatever, it's trying to get you the most hits of dopamine. So whether that's making you, I don't know, that you get dopamine from being angry, but <laughs> <laughs> you might. <laughs> but it's that, um, that Ari Shafir dude, he claims that he just clicked on videos of puppies and then that's like all he gets on YouTube, for instance. Yeah. But if you just... Yeah, it's it's like us driving ourselves insane. It's kind of what it seems like. Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. And I think people aren't, I don't know, maybe aware of that necessarily. Because if I notice, like, mm -hmm. I just get too much political stuff, I just, you know, I don't care about it anymore. I just stop liking yep. the stuff. And, yeah, they start liking a bunch of dog videos or cats or something. <laughs> and... <laughs> Next thing I know, I got like crazy animal videos in my feed. Yeah. <laughs> Although I have noticed, so this is something nefarious. I have noticed that um, 
they do tend to throw in a lot of, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, like OnlyFans chicks, I guess. Oh, yeah. That they, you know, they, they don't show, like, nudity on Instagram, but, you know, they dressing and dancing and, I don't know, ways to get mm. you to click on their on their profiles or their sites or whatever. Like, they show me a lot of that stuff, and, like, I've never, I've never, <laughs> never liked any of it. I've never clicked yeah. on it, you know what I mean? But they try to nope. spice that, spice up the dog videos with that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure they know your gender or whatever based on, yeah. you know, just preferences. So they just throw some of that in there. Yeah. they know it probably will work <laughs> or could work. Yeah, so that's kind of weird, but. Oh, the noisy vehicle's back. No, I notice a ton of that too. It's my Google News feed. It's like every fifth story or something. I don't click on that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's that wild. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. So that is interesting though. Cause I could see the appeal then of Twitter. If you were actually getting responses back from people. And they're following you. Like that, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it'd be very exhilarating. Just up late at night texting or whatever, sending stuff at <laughs> celebrities. Yeah, I mean, to a degree, but again, you know, like I was, I was younger, so I mean, I guess, yeah, like the younger crowd, I get it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, now it's just, I mean, like I don't care. I don't care about celebrities. I don't care about. I don't know. It's just not important to me what Mm -hmm. some B-list celebrity in a movie that I watched one time says about anything. Oh, yeah. I'm with you there. Not really interested. I did get into... Do you know Adam Baldwin? No, other than he's must be related to the other Baldwin. He's actually not. Oh, really? Yeah, surprisingly. He, did you ever see the show uh, Firefly? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's uh, He was in that. I don't, can't remember what his character was. Or did you ever see the show Chuck? No, I don't think so. What about Full Metal Jacket? Yeah. Yeah. He was he was Animal Mother in uh, Full Metal Jacket. Animal Mother? Like I think he had like the he had no sleeves and had the big gun. Okay. Anyways, uh so he's kind of a conservative guy. I got into a debate with him um back when Ron Paul was running about how I liked Ron Paul. Oh, yeah. And he went back and forth with me about Ron Paul. That's crazy. Yeah. This was on Twitter? Yeah, it was on Twitter. When was this? So this would have been... Was it 08? Oh, okay. So, yeah, Twitter must would have been pretty damn small at that point. Yeah. That's crazy. I I get it. I mean, I get that. That's really cool. I think if I would have been on there and doing that, I probably would have, yeah. 
I would have a different reaction to Twitter. Probably would have been on there still. Well, that was the only thing that made it fun. Because, mm-hmm. like, at, at some point, I realized, like, I, w- I don't know. Like, I wasn't. I had people that I knew in real life following me. And I had random bots following me. <laughs> but, I don't know. It's just, like, it's not fun. Like, if I tell the same thing to people in real life, like, Twitter's just, I don't know. It's pointless. It's not fun. So, like, I had to drum up some sort of drama to make it (laughs) interesting. Man. Yeah, I suppose now, good luck, you know, reaching anybody now because there's just millions and millions of people on there and that's probably all they're doing too is, like, sending tweets to celebrity it just blows my mind that anybody's still on there I, I don't know what value you get today out of it I don't think there's any value to any social media to be honest yeah I mean the whole thing with Facebook and me is it's just getting downright depressing yeah because like, it's all you do is you just look at everybody else's whatever posts and statuses and scroll through the pictures and it's all a facade everything yeah nobody takes pictures of bad stuff nobody shares bad well i mean some people share bad stories i guess but for the most part it's all like look at me having a great time and doing all this fun stuff and it's like well i don't do that much fun stuff you know right i guess my life kind of sucks well look at that and it's just Harrison. Look at that girl who got killed in Colorado. <laughs> that, uh, oh, what's her name? I can't remember, but her and her boyfriend were, like, traveling in a van and oh, yeah. trying to make all this great social media traveling blog thing, whatever. And then, yep. meanwhile, in real life, he killed her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't, <laughs> so, it wasn't a bag of better roses. Yeah, it's like... But you're trying to just get up there and be some type of an influencer, and meanwhile, you guys are arguing to the point he freaking yeah. kills you. <laughs> it must have been a stressful trip. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say. That must not have been very fun. <laughs> one of them ends up killing the other one. So, I mean, but I mean, that's, I mean, that's typical of a lot of people. Like, Emily will tell me about people she follows on there, and it's just like, you know, she talks about, like, oh, I just wish I could travel. I could, you know, do this. And I was like, dude, you realize how miserable these people are? Yeah. Like, they get paid to do this stuff, but then, like, the rest of their life is just worried about trying to get followers and trying to get ad sales. And it's just, oh, these people are just so I mean, so it's a fake. job. You're basically, if you're one of these influencer types, it's just a job, right? Like, your entire life is a job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have like, to be oh, on all the really time. Nice meal. Yeah. I got to take a picture of this and look good. Yeah. And if you stop, the, the money ends. It's just over. Yeah. yeah. And then you have to go to Dubai and have <laughs> Saudi princes do weird stuff to you. Just to afford <laughs> your life. I just... You don't know about that? <laughs> 
called yachting. What? Yeah, don't don't look up yacht girls, but <laughs> oh jeez. Like if you ever watch a movie horrible. and you see you know, like an actress and then like you just don't see her for like a couple years and you're like, Oh, whatever happened to like Vanessa Hudgens or something. Or like mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan. They're over in like Eastern Europe and like the Middle East going out on yachts and having these dudes like these billionaires just like paying money just to do whatever they want, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. That's terrible. And they come back and they might do a movie and who knows? Get on the casting couch and all of a sudden now they're getting an Oscar. My goodness. I would not. They're, you're just taking your life in your hands. Yeah. It's amazing they even let them come back. Yeah. <laughs> Saudi princes. Oh, jeez. That's dark. It, it goes along. <laughs> it's kind of an influencer thing. I don't even want to. I don't even want to go there. It's getting. Uh, there was this um, story I read about this crypto kid this morning. He, you know, he'd have, he just swindled. He had a Ponzi scheme. And he swindled a bunch of people out of a bunch of money. And he's like 23, and he's doing this influencer thing too. He's like taking pictures of all this, flying on private jets and going on vacations and all of his nice cars and hanging out with celebrities. And now the story was how he just got abducted and tortured and driven around in a van in Canada, I think. <laughs> While well, these people, we swindle out a bunch of money or like calling everybody he knows to get a ransom from him, for him. Oh, wow. And it's like now, he didn't get killed, luckily, but <laughs> for him. But now he's, he's bankrupt, but it's just... It's like it's not a good ending. Yeah, it's a great run while it lasted, but it just uh, when it ends with you getting kidnapped and tortured in a van, that's not. No, that's that's not. Not the worth way to go it, out. I'd say. Just, just not worth it. <laughs> yeah, I just feel yeah. that like I don't know if people would just log off and like worry about their real life. You know, worry about, um, you know, making sure their relationship with their family is good and, like, people that they see on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, if you, I don't know, like, I feel like social media, like, we think about it too, you know, it's like if I don't reach out and talk to, like, my sisters or my family, but I just like something they sent me on Instagram or something it's like oh that counts as interaction with them for the day I mean like no it doesn't mm-hmm. like I don't know how they're doing you know they could be having a right. horrible day and just send me one funny video you know yeah but if you actually like care about your community and your family and your loved ones like actually talk to them in real life go see them you know mm-hmm. like social media is just it's dumb and, like, celebrities don't care about you. Oh. You know, I brought up, like, oh, yeah, this time back in 2008, I, I did something that I thought was funny, and I still have that memory, but you think those people, like, remember that? No. No. They don't give a crap. Mm-mm. So, like, the amount of time that people put 
like invest into people that don't care about them. It's just it's crazy. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Makes me think <clears throat> about all my podcast listening. Ugh. How so? Well, just the amount of hours I spend listening to podcasts, but I don't know. I I like to justify it, you know, and maybe maybe it's unjustified, but I like to um it's kind of it's like a it depends on who it is, I guess. If you're just listening to mindless stuff, you know, like us maybe, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. You're wasting your life. I got <laughs> No, um, if it's if you're listening to like Lex Friedman interview uh, some really brilliant scientist, um, you know, or you know, just even if it's Joe Rogan talking with his comedian friends about just mistakes and just the crap that they've done, it's like there's something to be learned there. I think like you don't have to care about their uh, personal situation or even like get invested in it at all, but it's just, it's been educational to me. Um, just hearing different perspectives, different lifestyles. Um, and like I said, the mistakes that people have made feeling way better about my life and, you know, mistakes that I've made and, you know, uh, it's just educational. I think Yeah. listening to people have a conversation, um, I think it's it's good for us, and it, you know it'd be better if it were face to face and you know hanging out with friends and having in depth discussions. But I mean, hearing other people do it, I think that's a good thing in some way. Well, um, yeah, like I wasn't trying to say. I mean, I think listening to podcasts is is different. Yeah. Um, oh, hold on, just one second. I guess it depends on the podcast you're listening to as well, because there's <clears throat> there's some stuff that um, is just completely fabricated. Just you know, it's basically just like watching a soap opera or whatever. That's an outdated term, but you know, there could be just gossip shows or celebrity talk. But I don't know. It's it's something that's relatively new and it's growing so quickly. Um, and I go back to Joe Rogan over and over again because it's the most popular freaking podcast in the world. But it's pretty much every single conversation that you're going to listen to there is going to you're going to learn something new. Um, and then, you know, he has inspirational people on too sometimes. And, uh, you know, David Goggins and you learn about discipline and exercise. And it's just like a it's a mind meld with people who are successful at different aspects of life. Um, if you pick the right shows, obviously, but right. it's, it's so interesting how it's never existed before. Like you could never listen to, um, what was a good example? Like a Jordan Peterson, for example, like his podcast, I say like a lot, I'm noticing, <laughs> uh, Jordan Peterson's podcast, you would have to go to one of his presentations, um, or read his books to kind of understand his method of thinking and now you could just tune in to his podcast and listen to him once a week and see him in new situations so it's kind of like 
his method of thinking, his way of thinking about the world kind of rubs off on you the more you listen. Um, and it shapes, it shapes the way you think. And that's never been possible before, really, to such an extent. Like, I, I there, I said it again. We're going to count the likes. <laughs> um, uh, who's another example that I listen to a lot? doesn't matter. We'll go back to Joe Rogan. I've listened to so many hours of that guy. I can't even, I mean, it must be, how many episodes? Let's say three, three hours an episode. Say I've listened to way over 100. So, I mean, probably thousand hours over a thousand hours easy wow. so is that good or is that bad <laughs> is that too much i mean no i like i don't think it is bad i think we do have an unprecedented access to information um but i think it's it's what you do with it mm-hmm you know, which is another thing that's that's wild when I mean this cancel culture. If Joe Rogan says something that they don't like, or even Jordan Peterson, um, and people try to cancel them, but I mean you have the ability. There, I mean, there's thousands of podcasts out there to just not listen to them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just don't listen, you you wouldn't know. Yeah. You know, it, well, what gets me is people having opinions about somebody and not listening. That too. That was a that that drove me up a wall. My first experience with that. Cause I used to listen listen to Rush, Rush Limbaugh. Like there, I said it again. I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh every day, basically since I was twelve, because mm-hmm. it was just some background noise to have on. I was doing schoolwork. Uh, but, you know, I've listened to him for years and years and years. So I know the guy, or at least his persona on the radio. Like, there I said it again. <laughs> I'm going to keep drawing attention to it because I know people listening. Um, so I have a very good idea of how he thought. Um, and then it drives me up a wall when I hear people talk about him. Oh, he's just a bombastic and he's such a stuck up know-it-all and it's like no that's a show yeah (laughs) it's an act you know the guy is extremely smart and funny and has really good takes on things uh it's just you know it drives me up a wall and people have a misinterpretation and they have no idea and they clearly don't listen to somebody same thing with joe rogan being a racist it's just (laughs) Come on. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't listen to Joe Rogan nearly as much as you do. And, yeah. But even with that, like if somebody were to say something bad, like I know enough about Joe Rogan, like there's just no way. He, he, mm-hmm. like over the last, I don't even know, 10 years, 15 years, like, he's probably the most even keeled. I'd even dare say down the middle guy you could possibly find. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's nothing racist about him. Like he just asks challenging questions and really tries to get both sides of the story. Mm-hmm. 
And he might have a bad take here or there, but just, I mean, we all do. Yeah. But he'll he'll bring on anybody. I mean, Kanye, Tulsi Gabbard. I think he's tried to get Bernie. I don't know if he ever got Bernie. Yeah, he had him on for okay. a little bit. So he did, he did get Bernie. He's had Jordan Peterson on. He's had Elon Musk on. Like, people that are actually, I don't know, in the news and, like, doing stuff or, like, people that might be, like, a firebrand that, hey, let's actually get what are you about. Like, is this stuff true? Mm-hmm. And then just people just can't handle that. It, it's just an information download is the way I see it. I mean, the guy is definitely leaning more conservative in the last couple of years, but he's still very liberal on a bunch of stuff. I mean, he still says he's would vote for Bernie Sanders, which drives me up a wall, but, you know, still. But then he's like, there, I said it again. All right, I'm done. I'm done bringing it up. i got to stop saying that word. <laughs> um, he, he seems to take, like, he's there. Dang it. Uh, Alex Jones. He's really good friends with Alex Jones, it seems like. Yeah. They hang out, and um, he's had him on multiple times, and he's had Steven Crowder on multiple times. and um, So... He just is independent. Yeah, like you said, it's pretty much right down the middle. Maybe leaning more conservative at this point in time just because, you know, the cultural pendulum swung so far to the left that right. now he seems like he's more on the right. <laughs> but, you know, it's like I don't really care about him necessarily, honestly. Uh, and, and it was kind of the same thing with Rush, too, is uh, it wasn't necessarily about him. It was the product that he delivered. You know, Rush Limbaugh would give good takes. I would have very similar takes on news, but he would—he was a news aggregator before there was a news aggregator. The guy would spend ten hours, you know, it putting together. Uh, he'd read all the news stories. He'd have a summary of them, and then he'd have his take on them. And it was funny. There was comedy, right? Uh, so it was easy to listen to. It just didn't piss him off. And it's the same thing with Joe. I mean, he's he's just summarizing all of these different intellectuals and non-intellectuals and just summarizing uh, all of their ways of thinking and delivering it. So it's not even necessarily about him. It's the what he's doing that I enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely agree with that. I, I grew up also listening to Rush... Um, pretty much as far back as I can remember. Um, so he kind of, I guess I did care a little bit more personally on that side of it because, I mean, since my child, like I'm talking like six years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, that one I cared a little bit more on the personal side of it. But yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I do agree with you. Um, and when once I got older. You know, I definitely would listen to the things that Rush would say, but then I would research it and, you know, try to figure out how I felt about it or what I believed about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I, I don't know, I think if more people did that, you know, instead of just outright dismissing something, you know, listen to, you know, like Rogan or even Jordan Peterson. You know, does everything Jordan Peterson say, is it, 100% correct or do I agree with it? No. 
but he's got some interesting takes and some interesting ideas that um, that uh, makes you think. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I think that's something that's that's missing is that you know people like don't really want to think; they don't want to have that introspection and you know kind of come to their own ideas on it they want to just be told oh this is bad so you need to hate it or this is good you need to like it mm-hmm I mean to me like a perfect example is uh, like Hannity I know I've mm -hmm. ripped on that guy a lot but you know that's he just has that old um, neocon mentality and like, when he tries to he always says like oh, I'm going to tell you how it is it's like do, you won't you don't you never do Sean <laughs> I just I start laughing because it's just like oh my gosh dude that guy <laughs> you never do and you never have <laughs> yeah he never has like he he just oh he's he's just the worst I cannot stand him so like I do I do hate listening to Sean Hannity sometimes but I mean he just it, yeah it's just whatever like he has Lindsey Graham of all people on his show all the time and it's like that dude's one of the biggest scumbags in in uh, Washington yeah but they have him come on and, and, and that's the thing like I mean like when I was doing my own podcast um you know, I always wanted to get bigger where I could do interviews and stuff but then the more I thought about it like you have to be careful what you say about these people because they won't come on your show if you know you're going to be combative with them yep and I just I don't want to do that yep if I want to call out you know Lindsey Graham or McConnell or Pelosi or whoever I want to be able to do that yeah yeah, yeah it's a it's kind of like the uh, what do they call that uh, institutional capture? Yeah, it's kind of a, a similar thing. Is like, oh, I can't. I think that's the correct terminology. If it's a similar concept, but it, yeah, you can't be critical of people because you want them to keep coming back on because people listen to that. So, <laughs> yeah, which is something else that Joe Rogan he actually does. You know, like he had freaking uh, Mark Zuckerberg on and was grilling him over the Hunter Biden thing and then he goes on a couple shows later and is just like trashing him you know yeah about his response to it it's like no he must have known like he was dealing with the FBI like you know yeah but yeah I get the Hannity thing it's it's always been that way because I used to listen to wouldn't Hannity come on right after Rush or was it before uh after okay yeah so yeah it was like Hannity and Calms was I used to listen back then too. He's like the token liberal guy on hand. <laughs> he would just trounce him every time. <laughs> but yeah, I think Handy's too caught up in that uh, neocon, the whole big conservative Republican. He's he's too caught in that. And I haven't listened to him in so long that I have no idea. But that was I would keep trying and trying over the years to listen. I just can't do it. That's kind of. The same thing with um, like Glenn Beck too. It's like oh, yeah, gosh. I can listen to some Glenn Beck, but then it just starts going off. He's I don't know. Yeah, he's another one that 
I don't know. When he would do the crying thing on Fox News every night. Oh, did. And pull out the big chalkboard and draw stuff out. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I lost it. I couldn't. But, uh, I don't know. When I get lazy at work and I just leave the talk radio on. Yeah. Um, he's actually been all right lately. Has he? The, it just, he loses me though because he, he's like, oh, we're going to lose the Republic and we got to do this. And it's like a lot of stuff kind of makes sense. But he's like, and one way to make that better is to invest in Patriot supply or whatever. Yeah. Crapper food and like, um, oh, you need to protect your, uh, your prepping food. Well, get mm-hmm. Mantis X to help you get better at shooting. And it's just like everything that every story he does just leads into his next sponsor. It's just, dude. Yeah. I feel like he's an act too. Yeah. And he wears a scarf. Yeah, and that's. And I just don't trust dudes that wear scarves. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I can't do. Did that. he just convert to Mormonism or something too? Which, which is another thing. Like, okay, I'm sorry if people are going to listen to this eventually and, and be offended, but I do not trust Mormons. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> the reason, the reason why is, I think I've told you this before, but if you ever watch like Dateline or like, there's a, there's like a spinoff. I think it's of Dateline called like snapped. It's like of these couples that like snap and one of them ends up killing the other. It's disproportionately Mormons killing their spouses. (laughs) Uh. Like anytime, anytime Emily and I hear of, of all this, you know, couple, you know, like the, the lady just snapped and killed the family or, you know, this family did something crazy. We're like, it's going to be Mormons. And then like, Probably six times out of ten, it's Mormons. Aren't they? Aren't they the ones that aren't they uh, anti-conventional uh, medicine? Or am I thinking of somebody else? I'm not sure. There's like Christian scientists that are like that. Like that's the religion that's called Christian Science or something like that. Um, I have I heard, and I don't remember if it was Scientologists or the Mormons, but it's one of them that doesn't or maybe both that don't do conventional medicine except SSRIs are allowed hmm. and that might explain the snapping and killing people because that seems to be a common thing with SSRIs like all these shooters school shooters and stuff are all heavily medicated and whether or not that's the medicine or just their mentality in the first place is hard to say but I have suspicions that it's the SSRIs um so that would explain it if they're all on SSRIs because they can't do other drugs. They can't drink. I know that. They can't even. Uh, Mormons can't even have caffeine. Yeah, that's it. But they see. can. They can. Be swingers. Really? Yeah. You can have multiple wives, multiple partners, but you can't have coffee. Hmm. So explain that one to me. Um, it's hard to say. (laughs) (laughs) And then those snap shows, it's like, oh, you know, whatever this Joe guy, um, met another lady. 
So instead of just like getting a divorce, he decided he'd kill his entire family. Well, I guess that could explain the snapping too. If you've got a bunch of freaking sleeping around, that's a touchy subject. But obviously, what's easier to you? Filling out some paperwork or murder? (laughs) Um, If they get half your stuff, maybe the murder? But then you get caught (laughs) and then no one has the stuff. Then you go to jail. I know, that's why you just murk yourself too while you're at it. They, They never do. They never do? No. Really? There's this one, this lady. They don't go to hell. I don't know. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the the rationalization is. Like, yeah, uh, you know, you murder somebody, probably going to go to hell, when you could just divorce. That seems like the more rational option, doesn't it? But then they say, I think they've said in the episodes at some point, in one of them that like divorce isn't is frowned upon in the church but so that kind of leads you to believe that murder isn't you know that what I could mean? be i mean that's kind of like one of the number one tenets of christianity though so is what thou shalt not, not murder? murdering i don't know if they have that in the mormon the book of mormon is the ten commandments in the book of mormon i don't know now it's raining. Of course it would rain. This is the problem. It's either kids screaming or I'm out in the garage and there's cars and now it's going to rain. And just, of course, you know, there's an overhang at the front of the house, but no, the wind's got to blow towards the house. So the raindrops are hitting the garage door. Uh, you know, I'm not I can't win. Feel, I need a soundproof studio. I'm not going to feel bad for you because we finally have some 40 degree weather and the snow is melting. <laughs> And the ice is uh, going away. So we're finally having a good weather. And I, I, I don't feel bad for you. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I, it was a little, little tone deaf of me. I forget. I forget the other people live in a barren <laughs> wasteland. It's like, it's been, yesterday we were at the fair and it was 84 degrees Jeez. and sunny. And everything's green and there's flowers growing along the side of the road and it's freaking Wonderful. The wow. birds are singing. <laughs> Unreal. It's it's been it's gonna be eighty degrees all this week. Golly, man. Yeah, man, it's freaking paradise down here. Um, I have a quick story I was searching for, and it appears that Mormons I don't know if they're allowed to, but this is saying that over a fifth of currently identified Mormons are taking antidepressant medicine interesting so i don't know if it's officially allowed but that appears to confirm what i had heard i also found that could explain it i found on mormon mormonbible.org that looks like they do have the ten commandments and thou shalt not kill is one of them it should be like number one or number two uh, it's, it's down there. Is it really? And th- thou, thou shalt shall, thou shall not commit adulteries right after it. So I don't know. Huh. I feel like they kind of well, break both of those. Yeah, if they're going to break that one, you'd think they wouldn't have as much of a problem. You know, if they're like totally, 
totally okay with the adultery, then they might be kind of okay with murder. Yeah, I mean, that's true. It's kind of on a scale. There's like the, the, there's a large portion of the Mormon, like in the, in Utah, where, um, it's a, like, like a swingers, uh, group. So I think that's just okay. Slandering the Mormons right now. I told you. I, I, I warned <laughs> you. I don't trust them, and I, I do have my reasons for it, and I will not back down from that. Oh my gosh! They they just they, I don't know. You're gonna get murked by a Mormon man. Maybe they they believe in that. <laughs> they believe. I just have a strong, strong. <laughs> Disagreement with that statement. <laughs> I don't think the Mormons are okay with murder. They they seem to do it. They seem to do it quite a bit. We need studies on this. Uh, I've done I've done lots of research in watching. We watch Snapped before we go to bed. Um, mostly so I can like learn ways that she could plan to kill me. (laughs) She could defend against it. Yes, I can know what to watch out for. The signs. But it just, I mean, in one season that's like, I don't know, 24 episodes or something, there will probably be a good 10-ish that are Mormon. (laughs) That seems disproportionate to me. Well, is the show made in Utah, or is it a national thing? No, it's national. It's everywhere. Well, according to this article in the Desert News, it says, with few exceptions, Latter-day Saints who live their lives and live their lives consistent with the teachings of the church experience greater well-being, increased marital and family stability, less delinquency, less depression, less anxiety, less suicide, and less substance abuse than those who do not. And mm-hmm. I have heard that, that Mormons live longer and have reportedly, like... Uh, better i said like i need to stop that it bugs me (laughs) uh they're happier and live longer and are healthier um than rest of the population interesting but you gotta look out for the antifreeze in your coffee (laughs) if it tastes a little too sweet might be mixing some antifreeze in there. It's highly possible. Just unexplained hair loss or weight loss, weight gain, that kind of stuff. You might be getting poisoned. You might be putting arsenic in there. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, this stuff that they do on the show? <laughs> yeah. There is one, this, uh, this Mormon lady... Um, killed her husband. She might have killed her kids. No, it's just her husband. Um, because she met some like religious author and really liked his books and just like wanted to be with him because he was like, I don't know, it just started getting weird. Um, I can't remember what books he wrote like almost science fiction I think with like a religious twist and you talking about L. Ron Hubbard? no this was 
a much less famous guy. Okay. You want to talk about getting murked by a religion? Let's talk about Scientology. <laughs> Those if they're people, listening. If anybody's yeah. listening to this podcast, yeah, future, for sure. Them. And we're going to get popular that way because, you know, as soon as you start talking about it, you're going to pop up on their radar. They're going to be hate listening. I went to, uh, in Minneapolis, I went to like this blues con- like festival thing. Maybe it was mm-hmm. jazz, I can't remember. I think it was blues. Um, and we were, it was like an intermission or something. We were walking around and there's like the Scientology uh, church or whatever. They said like free uh, personality reading. I don't know, whatever. So I was like, oh, let's go in. That'll be fun. So my buddy, <laughs> we were going to go in together. My buddy like bailed and just watched outside while I went into this thing all alone. And he came in and he's like, what brings you in today? And I said, I'm, I'm here to learn about, you know, Scientology. Like get my free like personality reading or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. So he gives me, he hooks me up to this machine. And all it was was like, I held on to like these two, basically like beer cans. Mm-hmm. They were like connected by a wire to this like little meter thing. He's like, all right, think about things that, you know, all the stresses and the and the pain in your life and like if it moved to the right it means I'm getting stressed out if it moved to the left it means I'm pretty chill <laughs> so this thing just kept getting like lo- slower and slower uh, moving towards the left yep he's like oh think about think about things in your childhood and it's like oh, I was trying to think but just, I kept getting more and more relaxed because I'm just sitting there yeah He's like, oh, did you see that? It moved to the right. And it didn't. It's flat out lying <laughs> to me, dude. I'm watching this thing. <laughs> so he's, he's like, what did you think about just then? And I was like, uh, I don't know. He's like, was it something in your past? And I was like, yeah. Was something from <laughs> your childhood? I was like, yeah, it was. How'd you know? <laughs> and he's, he's like, was it somebody you knew? And I was like, what are you leading towards, dude? I was like, yeah, it was, it was my uncle. He's like, do you ever see this person? I was like, a family reunion. I've been to one family reunion in my life. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, at every family reunion, he's there. And he's, he's like, and what do you do? And, like, by this point, I was like, I'm so far into this. Like, I don't know. I got to keep going with the story. I was like, <laughs> so I just go, he touched me. <laughs> Which, for the record, has never happened. None of my uncles have ever touched me. Oh, my God. So then this guy put his hand on my shoulder, and he's like, like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're going through this great pain. But we can take that away by this book. And I I don't even know what is whatever Scientology book. I was like, oh, cool. I can have this. He's like, for 30-something dollars, you can, yeah. Oh my god, and they make you pay for yeah, it. Yeah, and I was like, wait. What the f- I was like, so you, you're going to take all this pain from me by making me buy a book? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, ah, I'll think about that one, man. And then it's I, like... I left, and I was like, oh. And as I was leaving, I said, oh. I was like, is Tom Cruise here? And then they everybody just stopped and like stared at me, so that got really uncomfortable. 
<laughs> so they're they're like immediately associating taking the pain away with giving them money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I like that. That's great. That's Which, if you went into model. like, if you went into like a Christian church, and like, they would give you a Bible. Yeah. You know what I mean? They sure. just flat out give you a Bible. They wouldn't care. But Scientology is instantly about money. They'd force you to take the Bible and a bunch of other literature and then tell you to go to these support groups and yeah. all sorts of stuff. They'd actually help you. you over their house. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. wild. That is. Yeah, I, I listened to uh, Lex Friedman interview this ex-Scientologist dude. He went through all of that, the readings. Uh, I forget what the hell they call it, but you just talked about there. Um, but yeah, it's they they try to delve because they believe that we've all been alive for billions of years and reincarnation, and have uh, it's gets really weird really quick. But yeah. they try to get you to go back in your life and then back to your previous lives and previous lives and back thousands of years and come up with all this ancient trauma and yeah it's like a never-ending scheme to it's the reading they call it reading it's, uh, i'm spacing on it right now but yeah they want you your reading to go blank basically at the end of every uh uh session but it's basically like therapy for your past lives <laughs> yeah yeah now the rain's coming down heavy. I can hear it. Yeah. But it, it was... Oh, what? No, go go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, do you know that um, L. Ron Hubbard and Aleister Crowley were friends? Yes. That's pretty crazy. I like the Aleister Crowley reference there. I think... Um, yes, yes. Yes, I do. I've heard quite a bit about it. I haven't done a lot of research myself. I heard people talk about all these people. Um, yeah, and I find it fascinating that L. Ron Hubbard is like, if you read that, it's like L. Ron, you know, like the elf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does the L yeah. stand for? Uh, Lafayette. Lafayette Ron Hubbard. What a weird name. Mm-hmm. Why'd you not call yourself Lafayette Hubbard? I guess that's his given name. I thought he made that name up, but... Yeah. Scientology huh. is very interesting. It's. I mean, there aren't a lot of examples of new religions getting made, are there? No. This is probably one of the bigger ones. That Mormonism wasn't, yeah, because Mormonism was like a, uh, what's his name? It was like a young kid who wrote some crazy stories and John found a rock. Smith, with, is that right? Joe Smith? Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith, yeah. He found a rock or something and was able to talk to it. Yeah, he found like the, I don't know, the Book of Mormon was like presented mm -hmm. like in a hat or something. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like something a teenager would write. It's got something to do with aliens, too, in that one. Oh, for sure. I can't remember what it is, but they for sure do. 
Something with aliens. I don't know. Yeah. It's always aliens. Recently. It's like a modern thing. There were, I mean, it's another name for, I mean, I guess it was always angels or demons or entities before. Now it's aliens. But they're so, they seem to be intricately tied to one another in some way. <laughs> I just looked up L. Ron Hubbard and I'm on his Wikipedia and they got like the book covers from some of his earlier books. There's this one called Yukon Madness. <laughs> and it says uh, exotic, peppy, exciting. And it's a picture oh, of yeah. like, a Canadian Mountie being held at gunpoint with a scantily clad Indian lady holding, <laughs> holding a six shooter on him. Oh. <laughs> uh. And you know, in like, uh, I said it again. I'm gonna keep calling myself out until I stop saying it. Um, in, let's say, and this, how is he gonna be remembered in a thousand years if uh, Scientology's still around? You know. Yeah, that's a good point. How is he gonna be remembered? Will we? Will people in the future be able to pull up this Wikipedia page and see what a crazy person he was, or will it just be his narrative that survives? It's a good question. It is interesting that he wrote a science. I mean, really, he seems to be a, a scientific or a, a science fiction enthusiast or aficionado. And then he creates a religion called Scientology. It's like a uh, sci-fi fantasy, if you really think about it. I feel like I read somewhere that it was him, Crowley, and like some other guy that basically like challenged Elrond to come up with his own religion, and he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's right. You remember reading that? I've I've heard that. Yeah. Okay. There was a very interesting with Crowley, and I don't know if it was these people, but they were all doing weird, um, weird things, summoning demons, and they wanted to summon the Antichrist. And there was some woman who was an actress who worked for the government, and. She got pregnant, and it was supposedly going to be the Antichrist, and they were going to bring about the end of the world. This is just a very brief summary, but that's that's that what I had heard right. about these people. <laughs> and I just just hearing about the stuff that they did makes me think they were on serious serious drugs. Oh, yeah, it's here in the Wikipedia. Friggin' uh, uh, Jack Parsons was the third. So it's Parsons, Crowley, and uh, Hubbard. Mm-hmm. And... Um, oh, Hubbard and Parsons had the same 21-year-old girlfriend. Yeah. Marjorie Cameron. 
This one says Betty Northrop, Sarah Betty Northrop. They might have shared multiple. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah here's Marjorie Cameron. The Elemental arrived a few days later in the form of Marjorie Cameron, who appeared to participate in Parsons' rights. Oh, they're Dude, into sex magic. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Summoning the devil. Dude, is this Sarah Northrop Hollister? When I hear Northrop, I think of Northrop Grumman. I'm just reading. You you keep going. I'm I'm reading into her to see if she's has any relation. Oh, let's see. Hmm. Huh. So Alistair Crowley of all people thought Elrond was a con man and Parsons was a weak fool. Obvious victim to prowling swindlers. Swindlers. What? <laughs> what a strange time. Oh, because Parsons... Parsons and Elrond Hubbard and uh, that Sarah Northrup went to business and then Hubbard basically took all his money. She had it. Oh my gosh. This is a tangled web. <laughs> this is wild. Parsons dude. was a rocket rocket engineer. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> this is cuz this this Sarah Northrop Hollister she had a relationship with her sister's husband, John Whiteside Parsons, a pioneer in liquid filed, fired, fired rocketry and head of the Pasadena OTO. Man. Expert in rocket propulsion. Yeah. Good lord. Man, this is wild. I'd have a hard time being a Scientologist just reading any of this. Yeah, this is this is nuts. So you got married to two people at the same time. And then So he kept, he kept writing uh, science fiction books. Wasn't doing well. Wasn't making money. And then... some point... Oh, he was getting a VA pension. But then he got arrested for petty theft.
crazy. Yeah, this Jack Parsons guy is one of the founders of JPL, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Man, it's so very strange. They're like really smart people, but they're also crazy at the same time. And like intricately involved in NASA and <laughs> all this crazy stuff and the government. Jack Williamson, who's another science fiction author um, of Scientology, called it a lunatic version of Freudian psychology. Yeah, sounds about right. Aldous Huxley got audited by Hubbard. That's what it oh, was. Oh, that's what it is. Auditing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Hmm. Well, huh? Go down a rabbit hole. With yeah, this. I'm, I'm already like got Mormonism and Scientology. <laughs> yeah, just trash them. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> yeah, this is. Just go back in order of date created. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, boy. Makes you wonder. There haven't been any new religions created in the, lately. I mean, climate change. Yeah. i say that's almost a religion. It seems like it. It's it really does. Loosely on, like, paganism or, like, I guess, or no, what is it, like, is it Wiccan that's like, uh, yeah, you're into yep. the earth and all that? Yep, like earth worship. Yeah. Now, see, now we can go with Wiccanism. I mean, Wiccans. Get some spells cast on us? I don't know, man. <laughs> Be interested to see if they work. Like, I mean, I don't think this, they do. So, this may seem strange. I was at the Cambridge house in January exploring I was just looking around this you know but I just popped my head up in the attic and I found this like uh, what I can only describe as a witch broom up there what? I'd have to show you a picture of it I don't know what else you could really make of it but I it's just a bizarre aside but I think somebody may have been trying to cast spells on us <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Dang. Uh, Did you ever play with a Ouija board growing up? Uh, no, I've never done that. I never Does it work? Either. I grew up oh. in like the Satanic Panic. Did you ever hear about that? <laughs> no. Oh, it was like in the eighties where like everything was satanic. Like listening to records backwards, you could hear satanic messages, like all that stuff. So like Ouija boards like got popular because that's like all the little kids wanted to rebel, but they were frowned upon big time. 
Yeah, I never got into that. I mean, I could see how they might work, quote unquote. I don't know, there's a lot of people who have stories of them working. Um, but, I don't know, it's just some sort of weird psychology, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Because I, I listen to a few podcasts that are more paranormal. Uh, and most of it just sounds, I mean, it's, I feel like I have a pretty good read on people. And I can understand and hear bullshit. And I'd say 90% plus of the stories. Um, there's this uh, thing called Spooked, which is it's a spinoff of NPR or some crap like that. But it's a podcast and they come out once a year and uh, do these haunting, scary stories. And it just gets comedic eventually with just how crazy these lunatics are. But every once in a while, there's some pretty compelling stories that sound pretty legit, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the, the other podcast, uh, what is it? Gosh. I don't know. I listen to a couple of them just for kicks and giggles. But most of the people are complete lunatics. But it's still interesting. And it always comes back to Bigfoot. It always <laughs> goes back to Bigfoot. It's uh interdimensional being but yeah that's when you know when it goes when it gets to bigfoot finally or aliens that's when you've reached the bottom of the crazy and then when they start to say bigfoot is an alien then you're just like all right all right i'm out of here (laughs) did you get that picture i sent oh yeah i did come through i didn't know what that was exactly that was the thing i found in the attic yeah, man, what the heck? What what is that supposed to be and who put that there? I don't know. <laughs> some black electrical tape. That's like some Blair Witch Project stuff, man. What? That's what I'm saying. What the heck is that? I was trying to figure out what it would be for and why somebody would make that. I just can't. I mean, it's a, a stick with a couple of weird branches and then, you know, coming off that kind of look like a rake or a broom, sort of, yeah. or like a pitchfork. And then there's a broken branch that's a, like wrapped with electrical tape so that it's got an extra, extra little time there. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I was like sitting up there just looking at this thing like what in the hell <laughs> yeah that's that's gnarly what crazy person did this <laughs> uh, there's been quite a few crazy people at that house so I mean the last tenant too that was a fun thing I because I went over to that house because they the smoke alarms are chirping or some crap like that and I had to change out a furnace filter uh, that was when I was still living up there in the some lady uh i think she might have had kids but she i so i ended up going into the master bedroom and there was like this lighting set up you know the Mm -hmm. the people who do online videos and stuff or just any kind of photography they've got these 
lights and then the the, the bed there's like scratches underneath the <laughs> the legs of the bed all over like completely scratched up the room and then there's some handcuffs and all sorts of good stuff so there's some weird stuff going on in that house <laughs> that's for <Wow>. sure <laughs> that'd be crazy yeah so she might have put that broom up there or done that thing but either way it was an mm. interesting interesting find some people's lives man just uh yeah. Shooting some pornos or something in the yeah. house I used to live in. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> uh, but yeah, the I'd say that uh, the climate change is probably a pretty good example. Yeah, it's got like uh, in groups and out groups and deniers, and you've got uh, you could buy carbon credits and recycle as your repentance and. You know, everybody's born a sinner because we exhale carbon dioxide. Right. I mean, it's got all the tenets. It's got the, the science, you know, the science. You can't disagree with the science unless you're a scientist. So it's kind of like their, their scripture. Yeah. Good point. And the scientists are the priests. So... That's crazy. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, are we done for the day? <laughs> on yeah, that I think we should end on that note before we get too many people upset. <laughs> We're just going straight after religion. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's dangerous grounds for sure. It is. Yeah. Especially the Scientologists. Oh yeah, the Mormons, that's what we started.